Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for Easter, the 17th day of April. I'm your host, Paul White. All week long, I've been reading to you the lectionary readings for Holy Week. I'm not going to read strictly the lectionary readings for Easter. What I want to do today is something I don't know that I've ever done before, and that is I want to read for you the text I'm using in my sermon today, live. I'm preaching, it's Easter Sunday morning, and I'm preaching this morning at the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina. Uh, But I, of course, have this message ready to go upon recording this podcast several days before I preach it. Um, So I'm going to read for you the text that I'll be reading this morning for our Easter group. And then I'll air this message for you next Sunday. It's titled, Christ is Risen. I'll be taking my text this morning from three different passages, one in a gospel, one in an epistle, and one in the book of Acts. And I want to read them to you in the order I'll read them today with a little bit of commentary. We're going to start because I'm basically having three points today. Christ is risen, Christ is the resurrection, and Christ is the restitution. So Christ is risen needs the story of the resurrection itself. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him, as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And they, This is such an anxious moment. There's fear. They were afraid. And why? Because they had never encountered resurrection before. I mean, Jesus had raised the dead, but that's not what he called resurrection. That was the dead coming back to life. Resurrection was a whole new form of living. And here they are staring it in the face. Well, that leads to the second reading and the second point, that Christ is the resurrection. Christ is not only risen, Christ is the resurrection. We know that. He said that at Bethany to Mary and Martha. Do you believe that your brother Lazarus will live? Oh, yes, Lord, we believe he'll live in the, at the resurrection in the last day. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. But listen to how Paul filters that. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 to 22, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So, the degree to which you doom the family of man to death and descent, I think, 
should be equal to the optimism you now have because of a resurrection and the ascent of man. And I say that because by a man came death, so by a man came the resurrection. If everyone's going to die in Adam, then everyone's going to be raised in Christ. And if everyone is going to be raised, and the only way for them to be raised is in Christ, what does that say about the future resurrection? One thing it says is, all shall be made alive in Christ. I don't say it. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says it. All shall be made alive in Christ. That's in Christ. I'll let Christ sort out what they look like when they come to life and where they, quote unquote, spend their eternity. But what we can't deny is if the resurrection means what we think it means, then it's not just Jesus that resurrects, but all made alive. That leads to Christ as the restitution from Acts chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. This is Peter preaching in Solomon's portico, and he makes this statement. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things or restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began, or since time began. Peter is preaching and uses the phrase restoration or restitution. It's the Greek word apokatastasis, and it never appears again in the Bible. It's a combination of two Greek words, apo and kathistami, and apo means back again, Kathistomy means to set in order. So, apocatastasis is when Christ comes back again to set things in order. Well, I don't think it is simply Christ coming back again once. But every time Christ comes, he sets things back in order. This has so many connotations across time and in different parts of literature. I can't wait to dig into this in this sermon today, Christ is Risen. But here's what I'd like for you to think of on this Easter day. They rolled the stone away and they didn't see a body. It's because a brand new form of life was on the earth. Christ was resurrected. Christ is resurrection. Not just he resurrected, but he is resurrection. He's the first fruits of many, and all will be made alive in him. And what we know is that heaven has an idea and a time for restoration or restitution, the consummation or the agreement of all of human history. And where does that find its culmination? In Christ Jesus. It's Easter. You're a Christian. This is your day. This is why you believe. Not because you're following the greatest set of principles the world's ever known, but because Jesus is alive and you believe it. If you don't, you should wrestle with whether you want to be a Christian or not because that's what it means to follow him. He's the resurrected man. 
Tomorrow we go back to Genesis. See you then. God bless.